Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is Oscar Inacio Jimenez, and we're going to be talking about his career as a cinematographer, but mostly about the film The Killing of Two Lovers, which is a fascinating film that premiered at Sundance and won some awards and was uh, nominated for an Independent Spirit Award. So uh, this is very exciting. This is uh, Oscar. Thank you for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure, Jan. Thank you for having me. And, and I'm always, uh, The Killing of Silver holds a really special place in my heart, so I love talking about it. Well, I, you know, this is a film that came um, on my radar, uh, Sundance, at, at Sundance 2020, and uh, was very interested in the film. I always have been looking at it, and uh, I mean, I've looked at it and watched it, and was very fascinated by the film. But going back and re-watching it and really paying attention to the cinematography this time uh, was, uh, you know, it's a little different experience when you're actually, it's one thing to watch a movie for the first time and you're not paying attention to everything that's going on. It's another to watch it again and really focus on on the cinematography, especially since I was going to be talking to you. Uh, so there's some interesting choices in this film that you did, and I wanted to know how much of uh, the choices were yours and how much were the directors. Um, there's a lot of close-ups of the actors in this film, uh, which makes the emotional tension even um, stronger, I believe, by doing it that way. Was that your choice or the director's or a combination of both? Yes. Uh, so definitely it's a collaboration between Robert and I. Robert, what I really appreciate about Robert is that he really respects the role of the cinematographer. He uh, he gave me a lot of room to, to uh, make my my own choices, which at first is really scary because working with somebody at first year, you you want them to kind of almost hold your hand and just kind of really get into their head. But Robert and I have worked on a, a couple projects beforehand, so I kind of we've already built a shorthand. Um, and so when it but when it came to close up, he had mentioned always about doing a short film uh, just on close up, just on close ups, and then um, and I think we took that concept and put it at the at the emotional climax of uh, Seth or, or Nikki and and uh, uh, David's um, uh, moment in the film is is their date night. Um, so Clint Crawford and Seppi, um, both actors. And uh, but but apart from that, we tried to reframe from close up. It, it was more meant to have a as a, as a a family album. The whole film was meant to be shot in wide shot because in uh, pre-production, Robert showed me a bunch of picture books and the the kind of like the underlying theme and and uh, that I kept seeing is that we that all these photographs were done in these wide kind of medium format um, uh, style and so and so I know that that's when we were like why not just shoot it like a family album just a very like just very old family album that you're kind of going through you're seeing kind of like the happy moment but progressively just become like just um, uh, you know just the, you, you start seeing like the, the emotional decay and, and the relationship between um, both characters um, but and, and the other thing I liked about shooting uh, wide was that you kind of feel like a neighbor you're, you're always looking into this window of uh, it was shot in a small town and when I think of small towns I think about everybody knowing each other's business and so and so you're kind of looking through your window and just like oh they're at it again they're fighting uh, what's going on what and so um so just kind of those visual uh, uh motifs just really interested me and um and the other the other two the other reason is we we had to shoot this film in 12 days so shooting in wides we was also a practical decision 
And so all the elements kind of uh, came together to uh, create the visual look. And honestly, I'm, I'm glad that we were kind of put against the corner with budget and time because uh, it really stretches you. It really makes you kind of think about creatively. Is okay, how can we, we can't go in for coverage. Uh, that's, that's not going to be an option because if we do it for one scene, then we have to do it for another scene. Otherwise, it's going to look really, it's not going to feel connected. Um, so shooting wide and really saving our close-ups for those moments that really deserve it, which is, at the climax of the film, and also what I what I consider is the emotional climax of David's kind of turning point when he realizes that he's not really he's really losing his his uh his separated wife, and so um, for and then everything else was kind of playing in mediums and wides. <laughs> Thank you. For, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's great. You know what's interesting? Uh, well, let's tell the audience what the killing of two lovers is about, so they know, and who the stars are, and the name of the director, so they know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, the killing of two lovers is direct, written, and directed by Robert Machoin. Uh It stars Clint Crawford as David, our protagonist, Sebastian uh, Malafi as um, Nikki, uh, the, the wife. That's uh, and uh, and then. Chris Coy, who plays Derek, who is um, almost like an antagonist, but he, he's uh, he's the boy, the new boyfriend for Nikki. Um, and so, and it, the, the story is about uh, uh, David, who is going through a separation, and he's trying to keep his family together. They, they, it's, a, it's an agreed separation to take time away and kind of figure out their life choices. Um, and uh, and he starts and he starts kind of going through this really mental, just mental deterioration, just of of his own, uh, you know, uh, his, his identity as a man, like, especially in a small town and, uh, and what it means to be a father, what it means to be a husband, what it means to be a neighbor. Uh, and so all those things kind of just kind of, uh, it's it analyzed as masculinity. Great description, perfect description of this film. Uh, Klain, uh, isn't he a producer on this also? He is. Correct. Yeah. And how do you pronounce the name of the lead actress again? Clay Crawford? No, no, no. The or, lead or, actress. Or, the actress. Oh, uh, Seppi? We call her Seppi Moafi. Okay. Yeah. Seppi? Yeah. All right. I just saw her last night on Blackbird or Black Box. Black Box on Apple. Right. And what a different look she has in that film. She is. <laughs> yeah. She is such a talented actress. She is. I was just... It's so blown away. Um, I wish uh, it, to the point where I wish she had more screen time on the killing of two lovers. But when she was there, she was powerful. She really made, she really made a presence. And so I'm so super excited to see her on, on uh, Apple TV and just kind of really, just really showing her chops. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to see her. Yeah, I was, I was too, having just watched the killing of two lovers the night before and then watch black box on Apple TV uh, the next night and see her. And uh, yeah, she's powerful. She's a very powerful mm-hmm. actress. She has a really strong presence. So I look forward to seeing her and many other things too, but this black box is really good by the way, but that's another story. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but this film, you said twelve days. You re, you recorded it. In tw- you filmed it in twelve yeah, days. Talk filmed, about that. Man, it was it was a very stressful time in my life. Well, first of all, I went into it pretty pretty naive. Like I've never I've never filmed a, a feature film in my life, but I've done a bunch of shorts and you know in in one or two days. So I, I understood the pace that has to go fast. Um, what made it harder is that I was still in school. Um, it was my last year um, in university and my, for my undergrad, and uh, I didn't want to drop out because I was so close to graduating. 
So what I did is I took a bunch of my finals early and then I still had to commute back and forth from school for finals. So that added like another stress uh, to it. But, um, but you know, I made it work. And after I finished, I fi- after we finished the film and I felt really good about it, I was like, okay, I can do anything. after this. Like it's, <laughs> I've, I've been, I've been through the trenches. I like nothing. There's nothing that can bother me. I mean, that's uh, the famous last words because I've still done other films with more time and, and it's still just as hard. So, uh, it was a nice realization that it's uh, filmmaking is hard, but that's what I like about it is that it's 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 not a single note. You're always going to face new problems. You're always going to face personalities, and you're but it's it's figuring it out how to overcome those problems that really get me curious with a team. Like the the friendships made on 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 sets are, are really cool. That's great, great. Where did you film this? We filmed in a small town called Kanashi, Utah. It's about it's about two hours south of where I live. Um, which is in Salem, Utah, uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> There's a, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's uh, the the store that we shot in um, is it, probably like the, the busiest or their biggest shop in the whole entire town. They would have to travel about another half an hour to go to a Walmart. So it's it really has a, it was perfect for the film. It was perfect for what Robert was envisioning, just a very small town, everybody really close and tight-knit. And so, and he tried to kind of incorporate that with a, with a little bit of the dialogue with with other um, with 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 background actors, how they just kind of greet each other and just in passing, um, and so so yeah, hopefully you get the sense of that too. Yeah, I thought it was you. I used to live in Salt Lake City, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, I lived there for seven years, and I thought it might be Utah when I looked at it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and the, it was, it was, you know, just that little cover of snow being cold was mm-hmm. perfect for this too. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm very familiar with, well, I'm not familiar with that area, but I am familiar with, you know, Utah for sure. So, and yeah, no, those, those mountains are, are a beautiful backdrop for just to kind of showcase the geography of, of the location. So. You, yeah. You, you had a, a nice canvas to work with, with the, mm-hmm. those beautiful mountains and the sky. I mean, there were some beautiful mm-hmm. shots, you know, that were just framed um, with the mountains and the beauty of the clouds and the skies. And, you know, and yet it was, you know, it wasn't about just showing because you didn't have a lot of time and not a lot of celluloid right. to work with just to kind right. of set the scene with that. But that it was a good backdrop for the actors to play against um, the beauty of that area, yeah. too. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a nice juxtaposition. It, it was, it was. Um, what made you decide to become a cinematographer to begin with? Honestly, I was one of those people that, uh, the stories that were, I took an elective class and um, and I did, had no idea you could even study film as, as a major. Um, I, it, I I went to school, I mean, growing up, I wanted to go to culinary school. Um, and then I got a scholarship to go to business school at BYU. And, um, and then it, it, it was... I liked it, but it wasn't like fulfilling. And so I, I took an elective just to kind of get an easy A, but it wasn't, it wasn't an easy class. It, it, it challenged me and made me think films in a new way. And, um, and I started asking questions to the professors like, okay, so what are, what are the roles? Like what, what, what's, what's, uh, what's involved in filmmaking? It's like, well, you should, you should talk to the, the film department. I was like, there's a film department. And so, uh, cause I was taking this class through the humanities and, um, and, uh, 
and uh, and I met some students, and I was invited on set, and I was always attracted to the visual meet, like the the visual part of, of filmmaking, which is a visual medium. So cinematography was the one that clicked the most, and so I really threw myself in into it. I'm kind of an obsessive, and once once I find something that I really like, I just throw myself and I just study, I just study and analyze and ask questions, and so which 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 helped me out because then I was able to kind of get a pretty good momentum, and I was able to uh, shoot a lot of a lot of films in while at school that helped me to build a portfolio and it made me ready it made me be uh, uh be ready when when i was at the right place in the right time finding robert and and um and i think that's kind of i don't know i just uh yeah so all the all like the stars aligned and i was able to shoot this film that's wonderful. And there, there you are. You went to BYU, which is right in the, you know, the backyard of Sundance Resort. Right. <laughs> and the film exactly. festival. And then how did it feel to have your film being shown at the Sundance Film Festival? I mean, that had to be, you know, here you are going, having gone to school there and, um, you know, as I said, being in the back door, backyard of um, Sundance, how did that feel when you actually uh, premiered your film at Sundance Film Festival in 2020? That was such a surreal experience. Um, uh, be- the year before, we actually, Robert and I had a short film that got uh, that got accepted into Sundance, but we've always eyed, we, like the prize is always to get a feature there. And so when we when we did The Killing of Two Lovers, I saw the first cut and I was like, oh, this is, we have something, this is really good. And he submitted it and then he uh when he told me that we got into sundance it's i don't know it's uh, i i can't even describe the feeling i just know that that it, it's uh probably one of the happiest moments of my life to just be like okay this is very surreal and then since i was still at school like it was kind of cool to feel like almost like the celebrities you're like what you're like you're you're at sundance and you're you haven't even graduated like i i don't i don't know what to say like this is it almost feels like a fluke and but uh, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where my really grounded friends like you need to be proud of this. Like really, like this is this is it's, it's because you're talented. It's not because it's it's an accident. And so, but Robert Robert has. Uh, I mean, I really owe a lot to Robert. He he has a vision. He knows he knows what he wants, and um, and uh, he's able to just uh, you know just create these amazing like really fairly simple stories on paper, but just kind of the complexity that comes on screen is really fascinating to me. How did you meet Robert? It was my last year. It was my second to last year at school, and um, uh, he uh, he was a new professor at, at BYU through their photography department. And um, and since I was getting since I was starting to see that I'm getting closer to graduate, and I want to transition more into practical work, um, I I was asking around like, hey, are, is there any experience I can get from from outside or any professors that that are willing to get a little bit of extra help? And he was one of the names that came up, and so. Uh, immediately we clicked. We 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 shared the same, I don't know, philosophies in filmmaking and kind of like also the same. Uh, we liked the same films, and it started as a friendship. And then he called me to ask me if I was interested in shooting his short film, and uh, and and uh, it kind of, and then from there it kind of was just kind of like the you know how they say the rest is history. We we did that one, and then a couple of months later he gave me the script for the killing of two lovers. Um, and, and even to now, he only lives about a half an hour away from me, so I see him pretty regularly. But he's always busy because he's he's still teaching, but he's also but he's still writing and and developing um, films too. So, have you worked with him since the killing of two lovers? We have. We just finished. We we had another film that premiered at Tribeca this, uh, two months ago. It's called the uh, the Integrity of Joseph Chambers. So we shot that at the tail end um, of uh, of COVID in Alabama. Um, 
Quinn Crawford is, was our lead and, and the producer as well. And, um, and it's about a, about a, 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 a novice, a novice hunter who goes to the woods and, and accident, you know, an accident happens and he kind of deals with this, um, this emotional, uh, moral dilemma. Does he turn himself in or does he do the right thing? And so you kind of see this, uh, it's, uh, it's mostly Quain out in the woods, and but his performance is great. Where he just you 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 see the pain, but you also see like those justifications. So you as an audience member, you're like, oh, I mean, nobody's gonna know. Just it's it's okay. Just walk away. Or uh, but I don't know. I, I like it because it it really kind of puts it 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 makes you also think about what you would do. And so, but yeah, it's it, it premiered in Tribeca and, and it did pretty well. I was very happy with it too. It's okay. So here you are working with the same uh, with Clayne Crawford again and Robert. Um, and you know, it's always nice, I, I, I because I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I find so many uh, different filmmakers who have their team together that they like working with because there's a shorthand and they can figure it out. Well, again, you look at Spielberg and and Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, they always yeah. have their their team together too that they enjoy working with. Um, yes, I saw that. So it was well received when you were at Tribeca. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't have a chance to go to Tribeca because I was shooting another movie in Japan during that time. And um, uh, but like I was always, I was texting Robert like, "Hey, how's it going?" And uh, I was getting live updates and just kind of seeing the reviews really made me happy. Um, just because I wanted to feel the presence of the of the audience. So that's the same thing with with uh, the Killing of Two Lovers. Like you hear the reactions and the emotions of of the audience, and you're like, "Okay, this is all the emotional beats are landing where what, what we were trying to do." Uh, and, uh, and it sounded like the same thing happened at Tribeca. So it was, it, it felt like a success. Oh, good, 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 good. I, yeah. I, you know, that's always nice to hear. And I like Clayne Crawford. He's an interesting actor. He really is. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a, yeah, a yeah. really, he's appealing. He's very appealing right. actor. Sure, so, yeah, you know, somebody you want to keep watching and going, okay, what's he going to do next? Yeah, uh, of course, you know, always. For sure, for sure. What is the film that you're working, you just did in Japan? What was that one? Can you talk about uh, that? Yeah, I can talk about it. So it's, uh, it's about a, a, a Japanese businessman who, uh, uh, so we shot, in, it was shot in two places. So we shot in Montana for the two, first two-thirds and then the last third was shot in japan um and so it, it's about a japanese businessman who comes to montana to essentially uh remodel this new business brand for for uh for this cattle ranch and uh eventually he just kind of uh just starts noticing that he's too obsessed with with uh um success that he you know, loses himself and loses a bunch of his friends and uh um and and so you kind of the, the, the story unfolds that he just starts kind of realizing what's important in his life and uh what i what i really appeals to me about the film is that 80 percent of the dialogue is all in japanese oh. and so it, yeah no it, so so most of the time it's like i'm not, i don't understand what's going on but everything is being told in the faces and that really intrigues me is 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 like the like you were saying earlier the communication of close-ups is very powerful and it kind of translates to a bunch of audiences so I'm curious to see the edit. And so, yeah, we just wrapped about a couple of weeks ago. So it's, it's getting edited. I got notes from the director that he's very happy where it's at right now. So I'm curious to see how it all turns out. And what's the name of that film and who stars in that one? Uh, the working title is 
called uh, Tokyo Cowboy, and the director is Mark Marriott, and producer is uh, Brigham Taylor. Interesting. Okay, we'll have to look for that one to, to yeah. when it comes out. For you, what what when you're looking at the script and you're deciding what to do, what is the what's your process? What is your process in deciding how you're going to shoot a film? Um, that's a really good question. So it's I think it always begins with the story. Is like, do I connect with the story? Do I connect with the actor? I mean, sorry, the character. Um, and uh, and uh, do I find moments in the story that really kind of also parallel with my own life? And if I can kind of check off most of those boxes, then I feel like it, it, it kind of uh, intrigues me to talk to the director to to think about their their vision. And um, and because sometimes you read something, you interpret it one way and then you talk with a director and you're like, oh, we, we do not see the same film. Like it, even though it's written on paper, it, it's not the same film. And so um, and then, yeah, so it, what I was what I was told is is. It's much, it's, uh, as much as the interview interview process myself for them, uh, I, I should also be interviewing the director as they're also interviewing myself. And, and I know that concept has, has always clicked. And, and I, and I, I do ask pretty hard questions sometimes where I, 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 like, I don't mean to come off rude or it's just, I really want to know what's, what's deep in there. And sometimes, uh, uh, I mean, I, I felt like I've gotten better at it, but it's, it's a good way for directors to be like, Oh, I haven't thought about that. Maybe I should, uh, I should think about it. And I, I think when that also shows kind of like the sincerity from, from, uh, from another production head, that they really care about uh, about the movie itself and they've been thinking about it that they they ask good questions and so um so yeah it's a lot of communication back and forth and and just uh and just making sure that we're all on the same right page uh, same page to making the right the, the same film yeah i think that's got to be very very important because i guess it would mm-hmm. be terrible to start doing a film and find out you're on different pages and you're not uh, yeah. uh you know not in sync and that would make the job much more difficult and lots more tension i'm sure oh yeah of course but i mean it's it's that's why they uh, i've been told that working on the movie is kind of like a marriage and it, it like and so and so I, I feel like the interview process is always that uh the dating the dating part so you're always uh just make sure you're making sure that it's the right fit good analogy i like that <laughs> <laughs> oscar that's a good one well it sounds you're you're really really haven't been out of school that long and it sounds like you're pretty busy i mean it sounds like you're doing one film after another i mean that's got to be very exciting for you it is I'm, I'm i'm very i'm very uh i feel very blessed to be where i'm at with my at this moment of career and like you said it's only been about three years now i feel like covid year doesn't count so i i say two years it's been two years since i've been out of school but um yeah i've been very lucky and fortunate to have a community that that really has put, helped me out and and they resonate with the films i've been making and shooting so when you're reading a script, um, how, how do you decide which films you want to work on and which films you don't? Hmm. Let's see. So I guess I'm drawn to human, human emotion. If I, can, if I can feel real human, like just honesty and just tension and drama, happiness, like if, if, it, if it takes me on this ro- emotional roller coaster, then it feels r- real life to me. Um, I feel like the films that kind of just, uh, um, you, you, what I've been, what I've been taught and what I've been trained is that if I don't feel anything within the first 15 pages, then it's probably not a good fit. It's, it's, it's a good indicator that it still needs to be reworked or, um, um, or, you know, or, or it's, or it's not the film for me. And so, um, I give, I give a film about 15 to 20 pages before I'm just like, okay, this, it's not going to work out. <laughs> 
it's like when we're reading a novel, it's the same thing, or even watching a movie sometimes, you know, you give yeah. it, you know, 20, 25 minutes and you go, well, okay, it's not grabbing me. I guess I'm, you know, well, nowadays, because we have all these films we can watch, you know, yeah. on our big screen TVs, and it's easier to say, you know, no, I'm not going to stay with this, yeah. stick with this any longer than I need to, because, you know, it's right. not grabbing me right away. It's important to do that. You know, I mean, that's one of the things I liked about The Killing of Two Lovers, because you do get very involved in it very quickly in the story. And it's a, it's a really wonderful film. So I ask everybody, it's, it, you can seek it out. It's on Hulu right now, The, The Killing of Two Lovers, so you can watch it there. Where else can people watch some of the other films that you've done, Oscar? You know what? That's, that's a good question. I feel like a lot of these films, like, uh, Integrity of Joseph Chambers is still in the festival run, and the other film that I've, uh, been the shooting is still editing so i will give you uh, an update once once those comes out all right sounds great well i wish you much more success with your career i mean you're on a a great trajectory right now and um as i said you went you were nominated for an independent spirit award with your first film that's pretty amazing that is very (laughs) very amazing so congratulations on that and 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 congratulations on your wonderful career it's a pleasure having you on the show thank you so much i really appreciate it you're welcome to all my wonderful loyal listeners your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube, subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.